1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the uh, Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Lots and lots of stuff to talk about. It is the top five at five, and I have an intro for that. That is uh, uh, gone at the moment. I can see if I can find it in a second. Uh, but essentially, the top five are the five biggest stories each day, according to me. Um, and the five stories are not in any specific order. Here we go. This is going to work now. Here's the top five at five intro. It's time for the top five at five on the Craig Collins Show. Flawless. Easily executed. Yes. As I said, uh, these are the five uh, biggest stories in no particular order. Uh, starting at number one uh, for me, uh, I guess. Uh, I shouldn't even call it number one if they're not in order. Uh, but I think it is interesting, the continued fight with the House Oversight Committee and the FBI, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. Um, James Comer, Republican out of Kentucky and the chairman of the committee, is saying the FBI is not allowing them to see uh, the documents that they had asked for the way that they probably should be sent over uh, to politicians, uh, meaning just giving uh, the politicians all the stuff that they had subpoenaed. Uh, these documents or this document uh, is potentially a, a demonstration of how our president, President Biden, uh, when he was not in the office of president, accepted a bribe. Um, it's not something that there's a proof on. I want to be as clear as I can be about that. It's important legally and whatnot. Uh, but it's certainly something that people are discussing because uh, the whistleblower told uh, this committee about the existence of a document. So then the document is subpoenaed from the FBI. And uh, the first sort of surprising thing, or at least the way that uh, Comer and others um, uh, demonstrated a, 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 you know, different, a changing uh, strategy was that the FBI didn't deny the document existed. Uh, and then it didn't want to turn it over for a bit. And then um, Chairman James Comer said that he was going to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt for failing to physically turn over a document that lawmakers have the right to see. Uh, now the FBI has allowed uh, lawmakers to see the document with agents um, near them, uh, but not in a way in which they'd actually like fully surrender it and give it over. And the reason why the FBI is the FBI is saying is there's an ongoing investigation. That's why they can't give them a document. Uh, the back and forth on this is is crazy uh, to say the very least, because I I will easily say the resistance by the FBI seems to further the narrative that there might be something they're hiding. I'm not saying that you know that definitively, uh, but there are a lot of times where you wonder why someone doesn't shoot down a thing that's out there as an accusation, that's out there as, a, as an idea, uh, and sometimes the reason you're not shooting it down but trying to move on from it is because, well, there might be more there there uh, than some are saying there is. Uh, but anyway, here's a little bit of what uh, Comer said today, a question he was asked about whether or not there is a, a pattern or any other things that might be demonstrated uh, through gaining more information here. I thought it was an interesting question and an interesting, a very simplistic explanation of basically uh, what the the belief is uh, of what could be going on. They end up showing more Biden family business dealings with other countries. This document was dated, I think you all know this, from the subpoena on July 30th, 2020. The claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania. It suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks. There's a term for that. It's called money laundering. Yes, there is. That's a term that, for that. Again, is what 
the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said. So what's really interesting about this story, and it's it's the first thing you hear a lot of places, is how differently it's being handled by the press and a lot of, um, well, politicians out there than if it were a reverse scenario. If there was any chance that this is a, a Republican or the former president, uh, Trump, being accused of this, it would be very, very differently handled. Uh, but the better, the more in-depth conversation uh, about this is what the committee has already uncovered. They've uncovered that several different members of the Biden family, not uh, our current president, but other members, got weird bank deposits from places that seemed strange, strange enough to the banks that they actually trigger some sort of, hey, we don't know what this is and where it's coming from. And one of the people that I think was even listed on um, um, one of the documents is getting a a financial payment of some kind uh, was a was a kid in the Biden family, a niece. Uh, so that doesn't really make sense. And why is the brother of the current president or former vice president, the son and others uh, getting uh, financial transactions from places that are suspicious? I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people seem to want that answer. And then a lot of other people seem to not want us to get that answer for whatever reason. It, that's, it's just odd. It's just a strange story. Um, and I, I'm not saying odd as in there's not. Uh, something more important. I'm not trying to diminish the value of it, but the more that the FBI fights this with the Republican committee trying to get it, the more it's going to embolden those who think that there's definitely something being covered up and something going on, and I don't know why they're fighting it. And it seems that Comer, at least in his uh, statement to the press, uh, wants everyone to understand that they don't know why the FBI won't just give these documents over to politicians the way that politicians are asked for, and maybe eventually they do, and it it becomes a nothing burger. I don't know. It's just it's strange. So it feels like a top-five story. Other top-five stories, uh, federal authorities on Monday were investigating what caused a private aircraft to fly into restricted airspace over Washington, D.C. Uh, that plane uh, sadly crashed and uh, all four people on board died. Uh, the reason that this was such a big story, and you might have heard about it a lot of places, is the plane, even though it got through restricted airspace, uh, caused a military jet to uh, take off and, and uh, create a sonic boom that was heard through all of D.C. That would have been really cool uh, to be a part of, like, hearing the sonic boom uh, somewhere in the sky, but also terrifying. Uh, because how did the plane get into the airspace it got into? How did it, um, you know, uh, wind up going where it went? And then uh, eventually, why did it crash? We don't have answers uh, to all of those questions right now. I don't know when uh, they'll be out there. But it's interesting to think that a a military jet had to scramble at the last second to decide whether or not it needed to do something and then inevitably didn't do anything. Uh, the plane uh, crashed itself uh, by the latest information I have out there. And then, all right, it's a top five at five. I guess for today, it'll only be a top three. I'm already running out of time. Uh, But I didn't want to avoid the topic. Uh, I joke a lot about my faith in the show. I am Catholic. Uh, I've even been um, called Catholic Craig when I was a producer for Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins and other times in my um, radio career. And I'm sometimes brought on, or at least I was, uh, before I was a host of a show to talk about Catholic things in the news, Uh, not typically like the story that got reported on um, here locally by the Peoria Journal Star on, I think, uh, Friday of last week. And then there's even an update, I think, out there uh, that found just decades of scandal within the Catholic diocese right here in Peoria and a lot of uh, sexual abuse of children. Um, I will say this. I am not going to defend the church. 
I don't think anyone should defend the church for the, the things that are talked about in this, in these stories. I don't think anyone that is still a Catholic after all of the different, uh, sexual abuse scandals that have, have gone on over the last few years is interested in defending people, uh, even former, um, priests who committed crimes this, this horrible. Um, but I, I do think at times, and I'll put it out here on the show for whatever reason, however much value it has, uh, that people who wind up still being a religion are, are likely doing it for reasons that go beyond the, the individuals within the church, especially the people who, who committed, uh, crimes, horrible crimes like the ones, uh, talked about, uh, in this story. And I've told this story in the air before, but I'll just, I'll tell it again. Uh, when I was, uh, 16 years old, I think when the Catholic, um, church and the sexual abuse scandals first started to become a, a public thing, and I was very, very mad about it. I had been raised Catholic my whole life. I, I was a practicing Catholic, and so I was even at a Catholic high school at the time. I went to the priest, um, because actually, oddly enough, we used to do confession on Fridays. Um, and I went to the priest and I said, I'm pretty sure I'm not a Catholic anymore, but I wanted to have this conversation with you face to face, uh, because of the stories going out, uh, and on in the news. I'm not really here to confess anything, but, uh, Father, I am here to, to talk to someone who represents the church at a time when the, the church is, is a place or is an organization that is, is difficult to support. And I, I remember what the, the, uh, priest said to me. Uh, he said, and I, this is not to excuse any behavior, or any wrongdoing, uh, that the beliefs of, of a faith, the beliefs of uh, a church uh, do go beyond the individuals who are within it, uh, no matter what it is. Uh, he said that, you know, lessons from the Bible or from uh, God and from uh, Jesus Christ and from anyone else are, are independent of um, the, and I think, and I, I've told this story once before, and it, it is honestly the way it was said to me, um, but I, I think there was more context given the, the flaws of man or the problems of man. And I'm not trying to diminish sexual abuse as somehow, you know, a flaw of man. It's, it's much, much worse than that. Um, but at the same token, it's, it's not necessarily what causes me or, or maybe many others to, to hold, uh, a faith or, or not. And, and I will say this, and I'll, I'll end on this sentiment. I am happy those who are responsible for these types of crimes uh, have been caught and the information about them has been published. And even the uh, Journal Star story, which seemed to expand upon uh, some of the information that was already uh, given out, um, a deeper understanding of, of the things that happened within the church here in Peoria. I'm, I'm glad that those things are public uh, because that is the way to fight um, uh, bad is is with uh, sunlight and with good and talking about how things like this will not happen, uh, would be prevented, how children would be protected uh, by the Catholic Church and the diocese moving forward. So so that is my sentiment. And I, I want to continue to address and have a conversation about that story because I do uh, talk about my faith uh, on the show. A quick break, a lot more 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470. 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Uh, good story, bad story coming up in a second. I want to catch up on some texts and messages I got uh, on my uh, couple different ways to contact me. My phone number, I'm just giving it out on the radio, 309-340-4464. That really is a cell phone number, and I'm really holding the cell phone right here in my hand. Uh, 309-340-4464 if you want to text me, if you want to talk to me uh, throughout the show. You can even leave voicemails there. 
and I can play them uh, at some point on the show. Uh, but I got a message a little bit le- earlier on. I was talking about some of the latest examples of how uh, far uh, the division has gone in our society. There was a, a 20-something who's the head of a, a Democratic uh, group in Minnesota who went on social media. She's actually a social media like um, a manager, too. That's one of her roles. Uh, but she went on her social media account and celebrated the death of Ronald Reagan, who died 19, uh, former President Ronald Reagan, who died 19 years ago today. Uh, that is horrific. Um, she was definitely um, um, criticized for doing so or, or um, you know, rejected for doing so by both Democrats and Republicans. Uh, but anyway, she, she did it. She said the one good thing that uh, Reagan provided to society was that he, he died. It's, it's horrible. Uh, but I said that that's a pretty easy demonstration of how much hate and anger exists on the side of the aisle that says that they're the ones who don't hate. They're not angry and it's all the other side. It's all the other team. And I got this text from, um, uh, Diana. She said, you're spot on. The hatred from each side toward the other is disgusting and has gotten out of hand. What happened to people wanting the best for all and respecting the other ideas to try to come together to, uh, mutual middle ground? Uh, Diana, thank you for the text. Um, and I'm sure you didn't mean it this way, but I'm sure some listeners will, will hear, uh, respecting others or respecting the ideas of others doesn't mean agreeing with them. It just definitely doesn't mean the level of anger, uh, that comes out when you celebrate someone dying. Uh, who wound up being influential to the political party you're not a part of. I don't remember us being a, um, a society that was really cool with that for a long time, so it's just odd that it's a thing now. Uh, to the listener who just sent a text saying that this is a test, um, is this Craig Collins? Yes. The answer is yes. And then saying Ronald Reagan was a great president. I know. I've heard amazing things. I wasn't around when he was in office, so I only appreciate him as as someone you hear about in a classroom or you look up online yourself, um, more so than someone that got to experience uh, Reagan as a leader. Uh, but I will say that I'm told constantly. Uh, and he, uh, I Strauss, uh, the guy who talks about uh, Reagan off air with me a lot, um, said that, you know, obviously he got reelected by winning every single state. Uh, that's rare. You don't see that so much in politics today. So obviously an important, uh, valuable and um, you know, uh, just a, a, a leader that has a tremendous amount of significance that, for whatever reason, people want to celebrate um, not being alive, or at least one person does. It's crazy. And then other things I got, and this was via um, Facebook.com slash Craig Collins Radio or, or Craig Collins, the Craig Collins Show. I think you can find me both ways there. Uh, but I love this. Uh, this is a listener named Kathy who said, totally agree about how important snacks are on road trips. Uh, she gave a quick plus to my road trip conversation involving the best snacks to take. In addition to being fun and delicious, snacks also help to keep me alert on long drives. Amen, Kathy. Uh, I would not be able to drive as we drove to Texas one time, uh, my wife and I, and we did it over a weekend. Uh, we drove out on a Friday, came back on a Sunday night. I would not have made it uh, without the ridiculous amount of both caffeine and sugar that I put into this face right here. Um, all right, so wait, good story, bad story. Got to get to those uh, before I get out of here or before I take a break and we do news and then I do a more show. I love this good story. Uh, a dad in Tennessee is going viral after he abandoned his dreadlocks and shaved his head. Uh, he shaved his head in support of his 11-year-old daughter who's currently fighting cancer. He hadn't cut his hair in nine years did not matter when Pop realized that there's something he could do to make his daughter uh, feel, you know, better, how, however much or little it might have helped. Um, it was an important thing for him to do, and it went viral. Here's some audio. 
initially before chemo even started like I'm with you every step of the way whatever happens I'm gonna be with you and I'm gonna do whatever I can to be here to support you if I tell them the story and how much people support you in it and the love and prayers you get from other people that can probably help somebody that's also going through it wow uh, Brielle Thomas is the young uh, girl's name and then DeAndre Thomas is her dad's name uh, the only thing I'll, I'll say in response to this other than that's awesome and way to go pop is um, when my wife uh, and her aunt um, my wife found out her aunt was going through a cancer battle um, the second time uh, her aunt went through a, a battle with cancer I shaved my head and I with the craziest thing when I heard from the family and how much they they appreciated it and like all I thought I was doing was something stupid I'm like yeah I'll shave my head I'll do it in support of your aunt um, and you know we care and we'll we'll do whatever else we can to help them but the shaving your head part didn't feel important didn't feel valuable and i just remember and even when i i saw her aunt again when we visited mexico uh sadly uh, betty lost her aunt about a year ago now uh, but when we visited mexico like she cried and hugged me and just the the feeling of connection or, or whatever it is that i had given her i i didn't even know uh when i was doing it that it, it would matter as much i just you know shaved my head uh but a uh, way to go pop uh, way to go, little girl, uh, for Brielle Thomas and what she said, too. And that's it. I'm not going to do a bad story because that story is so good. I'll, I'll talk about uh, stupid stories coming up next. Uh, but Will's got the news. You can hear us on AM radio at 1470, on FM at 100.3, and all over the Internet, WMBDradio.com and the WMBD radio app. 1470, 100.3, WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, you can reach out to me via text or even leave me a voicemail, all at the same number, 309-340-4464, 309-340-4464. I just got a text from someone who said that Ronald Reagan, former President Reagan, spoke at uh, Millikan when he was there. He's working there uh, for a work-study program. It was very exciting. I'm sure it was. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, thank you for that uh, uh, fond memory you have of the former president who passed away uh, 19 years ago uh, today. I remember when uh, George W. Bush spoke at Notre Dame. I was going to Holy Cross at the time, and uh, I got a ticket and got to go see him speak, and uh, it was cool. Um, I don't care what people think about politicians on any side of the aisle or even people that I was going to school with at the time thought of George W. Bush. And I thought he was really smart uh, in the um, um, entirety of the speech. Like I thought his intelligence shined through, uh, which is not something a lot of people might have always said or, or continue to say about that former president. But, uh, yeah, uh, getting to see a, a president speak is is cool. Uh, no matter who the president is, I think there's an aspect of that that I'd still uh, appreciate uh, hearing from someone who got uh, elected to that office. Uh, but a very cool memory. Thank you for the text for sharing it. Uh, real quick, uh, the uh, bad story I was going to do is part of good story, bad story. I like it too much to totally skip it. Uh, I do think it's pretty funny. Uh, Sarah, 43 years old, and Shem, 44 years old, uh, were pulled over as they were uh, driving erratically in Pennsylvania. Uh, police then arrested them when they found uh, warrants out for Sarah and also just a crap ton of drugs. Uh, in the car, they found meth, dope, fentanyl, a lot of things in the truck. The reason I said this is funny, the reason I, I enjoy this story, is the excuse that Shem gave. Shem, 44 years old, when asked why they had so many illegal things in the vehicle, he goes, they're not, they're not really ours, man. We're trading them for stuff. And they were like, what? It's like, yeah, like we're bartering this. We're not dealing it. We're not selling it. 
I just got a TV by giving people one of these things. So, you know, you're seeing bad illegal stuff, but that's not, it's not really ours. We're trading it for other things. The barter system lie did not work. Uh, it is still illegal to have uh, that amount of narcotics or that amount of illegal stuff inside of your vehicle, even if you intend to trade it for other stuff. I don't know why I love the fact that the guy's name is Shem and that's the answer that he gave. He's like, nah, man, don't worry. It's not, it's not what you think. I hope that's the first thing they said. And when they saw just the, the crazy amount of illegal things in the back of that truck is it's it's totally different, officer. Don't worry about it. We'll explain to you why this is OK. We're, we're just trading it. It's just it's all listed on Facebook Marketplace and we're, we're exchanging things. <laughs> I love that story. Um, it doesn't work. That's not a good excuse. The It's not my pants. Excuse is always going to be my favorite when someone gets something um you know, gets found with something on their body, and then they look down and they're like, these aren't my pants. Whose pants are these? But that we're trading it for other stuff. One is pretty high up there on the list of uh, funny excuses. All right. Um, 24% of campers, according to a recent survey, have actually done remote work while camping. That is the antithesis of camping. I will put that out there. 57% of people have camped with their pets. Uh, that's fine. 91% camped uh, with a dog. I think the dog would only enhance the camping situation. 7% camped with cats. Cats would not enhance the camping situation, so I understand that that's so low. Uh, but the fact that so many, especially younger millennial and Gen Z people, uh, decided to bring along the laptop and do some work in the tent while camping uh, means that uh, young people do not understand what camping is or why you're supposed to do it. So that's something we need to fix. Uh, we need to fix it now. And with the uh, Apple um, goggles, uh, a thing that was announced today, and they hope a thing that's going to make them a, crack to, a crap ton of money, I'm, I'm terrified if it does. I don't want to be in a – and I love technology. I'm, I'm definitely someone who's embraced a ton of it. But I don't want to be in a world where you're walking around on the street and, like, every third person is wearing a ridiculous set of virtual reality goggles and watching everything that's on their phone that's also probably in their pocket. We, we didn't need to enhance the experience anymore. I got the watch. I got the phone. I need no additional things. My, my eyeline did not need to be uh, further um, impacted by uh, stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, now I'll move on uh, from that. Uh, one serious or a couple serious things uh, before I get back to some silly stuff. Um, first, the former vice president, Mike Pence, has officially announced that he is running for the, the presidency. Uh, not a shock at all uh, that this is coming. What I think is interesting about it and I was going to play audio of Pence, but I don't know if he'll actually be. I, I don't imagine uh, he'll be a, a top contender for the job once they go through part of the primary. Uh, but I will say that the way that media is is um, positioning uh, Pence is sort of a guy who's going to go after Trump and who knows where all the bodies are buried is, is odd. Uh, no matter how much Pence does or doesn't, um, you know, wind up in his own uh, verbal uh, sparring match with the former president. Uh, like Ron DeSantis is still trying to figure out what that looks like, especially with all the support for uh, Trump that exists in Florida and how um, even if Trump is attacking you, attacking him back and the ways in which you do it might actually harm your support for a, a Governor DeSantis. That's probably more of a daily uh, contemplation uh, than it'll be for a former vice president. Uh, but anyway, I just think it's so interesting that media seems to want uh, Pence to be the one that takes down Trump. And that's why this is a conversation that might pop up. Uh, a lot of places. And I, I don't know or believe that that's what's actually going to occur. Uh, but anyway, I just think it's intriguing. There are not many 
conservative politicians that will get as much coverage in mainstream or, or liberal media as Pence will get because of what they hope Pence does to the guy that they hate uh, as much as a lot of Trump derangement syndrome people. And I'm not trying to sound like an over overly like Trump fanboy um, for anyone wondering that. I I prefer DeSantis. Uh, I'll just throw it out there. I'm not a never Trumper. I'm not an only Trumper. Uh, but I I like uh, some of the things that and some of the ways in which um, uh, Governor DeSantis has has talked about things. Uh, so I I prefer him to Trump. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people are going to go the role of of Pence. Uh, anyway, one other thing uh, that I also wanted to play uh, that is certainly uh, political uh, or newsworthy, but I think interesting. Uh, the current president of the United States, our, our um, very, very intellectually sound uh, President Biden, um, is dealing with something he deals with a lot, which is which is his own administration walking back the things he says. Uh, National Se- uh, Security Advisor Jake Sullivan gave an interview to CNN. Uh, he was asked several times about uh, Biden's position that they would that we would send uh, troops into Taiwan if China were to invade Taiwan. Um, that's not something that anyone other than uh, President Biden is saying. And it's something that's interesting because if there were like the getting lost, falling down on stage uh, or falling down off a bicycle or falling down in the middle of the street or uh, all the other things that uh, our president has done are not reasons for you to maybe not want to support and vote him specifically uh, into office. Uh, a thing that I think is also sort of amazing is how often his own administration treats him like he's not the president publicly in the things they say about the stuff that he says and the way in which they, quote, walk it back. It's it's something. It definitely makes you feel as though the accusation that Biden is a puppet is much more likely to be true than not true uh, when you hear uh, conversations and stuff like this. There is some contradiction in the administration's strategy. Uh, you say and, and keep saying that policy is unchanged. You believe in the one China policy, the Shanghai communique, all the various declarations after that. And then President Biden has four times now said unequivocally the United States will come to Taiwan's assistance uh, if there is a Chinese attack on it. Um, what is President Biden trying to alter the policy of strategic ambiguity? about what the United States would do in this circumstance. Trying to alter the president of the United States, the commander in chief of our military, doesn't need to try to alter a stance. If he says something, that means that's the thing he would order our military to do. Why would you even ask it this way? And be very clear about it. And if that's the case, is that not a change in policy? So President Biden has answered this hypothetical question (laughs) on multiple occasions, as you say. Uh He has also, on multiple occasions, including in the very same breath, said that our policy towards cross-strait relations towards China and Taiwan has not changed, that it is rooted in the one-China policy, the three uh-huh. joint communiques, the Taiwan Relations Act. That remains the fundamental foundation of our policy. The president himself has said that. He said it directly to Xi Jinping. But, but the, yeah, the president has contradicted himself in the same breath when he said both things. Uh, the president has said more than that, though. He said this. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict military. Uh-oh, that just broke on me. Militarily for is. obvious reasons. Are you willing? Oh, no, come on, audio. Don't do this to me now. Don't, don't, don't break with me now. Here, hold on. Let me try to fix this one second. See if we can get this to actually work. Uh, this is a question that he was asked in May, on May 23rd. Here we go. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict. Mil- 
No, it's not going to work. I don't know what's going on here uh, militarily, uh, but are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan is what he was asked. And our president said, yes, that's the commitment we made. Uh, that is not what the one China policy says. Uh, that, to me, is the more glaring problem uh, with this person. If you were going to decide to vote any one individual into office or any one individual into the highest office in the land, uh, one of the things you would probably want that individual to do is be in charge of stuff, uh, not the opposite and certainly uh, our military is one of the more important things uh, that is handled by the guy that gets elected to be our president. Uh, all this seems to be news uh, to uh, President Biden at times uh, with how he discusses something. All right, I'll take a break in a second. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say, I thought this was kind of an interesting, um, funny, uh, not serious story, is a woman went on social media and went viral because she complained she's a bartender at a local um I don't know where in the country, but she's on social media saying this. And a customer comes in all the time and asks for their usual. And the bartender has never remembered what the usual is. And so the person was complaining, like, how dare this customer come in and think I remember the stuff uh, that they that they order, how often they order it. Why don't you just tell me the order instead of the usual? I'll tell you that that person's wrong. Uh, the bartender, I love going to um, places that know the stuff that I want. Uh, the places that understand the usual, whatever it is. Um, the VFW in Peoria Heights is one of those places. Uh, 309-682-9875 is the phone number. 309-682-9875. Uh, 1505 East Lake is the address to go stop by. When my wife and I pull into the um, parking lot at the VFW, uh, you can see my old beat-up 96 Jeep Cherokee uh, pull in, and uh, Jen specifically, but several of the bartenders there, will make Betty and I our usuals by the time we're inside and sitting at the bar, and it is awesome. Uh, I highly recommend uh, you go to places that don't make fun of you for wanting to have a usual, but actually uh, create your usual and, and remember your usual, uh, depending on how often you go. And they have Taco Tuesday coming up tomorrow, which I also highly, highly recommend. Betty calls them the best tacos in town. And Betty is a, a taco connoisseur um, from Mexico um, and certainly someone who, who knows a good uh, knows a good taco when she has one. All right. Quick break. A lot more. 1470 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I forgot to mention that at the uh, VFW in Peoria Heights, that's 1505 East Lake Avenue. It's trivia night. Uh, trivia night starts in five minutes. You should show up. You should answer trivia questions. You have a Casper beer or a woo-woo, uh, which I think is actually somehow tied to the Craig Collins show. Uh, Quartermaster Eric's favorite drink, uh, or at least a drink he liked a lot at one point, is a woo-woo. So try that out. Or uh, Casper, I, I heavily recommend their products um, at Trivia Night tonight, 1505 East Lake Avenue, uh, Peoria Heights, VFW. A couple quick pieces of audio to end, to end the show. Uh, the first one is burglars who broke in and stole Pokemon cards. Uh, from a place in California, and the amount of money that they say that these cards are worth is insane. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that. It, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure it makes sense to somebody. I don't even know if my uh, baseball collection of cards that I've collected my entire life would even. It definitely doesn't come close to this ridiculous amount of money for Pokemon cards. Uh, I remember when Beanie Babies were popular, and then uh, that died out. I guess I just assumed the Pokemon card game uh, was not what it used to be uh, when some of us were. I was never young enough to be in on this, uh, but anyway, apparently it's it's still ridiculous. Uh, here's some of that audio. He breaks the wall. You can see debris coming out from our side. Oh, I went in. I looked up every card, made a whole log of everything. He took about $13,000 worth of stuff. $13,000 from one store in California of Pokemon cards. 
uh, were stolen. That's why they uh, did a Ocean's Eleven style break in, uh, drilling their way through a wall and then taking a ridiculous amount of stuff. Um, I don't know if they got caught, uh, but it's crazy the amount of video and the amount of insurance. And I, I swear, if I were on the other end of that insurance call and the company called in, they're like, yeah, we need $13,000. Uh, we had a bunch of our Pokemon cards stolen. They're like, how much money? I get, did you add a zero there? Um, not judging, just saying I'm surprised. I've been out of the loop on that. Uh, another piece of audio that I like a lot. Uh, this guy's name is Kevin. Uh, he decided to go on what he's calling the McDonald's 100 day diet. I'll let him tell you what it is. It worked for him, by the way. He lost 60 pounds. I woke up this morning and I weighed in at 238 pounds and I decided that that is absolutely unacceptable. So I drove down to McDonald's. I'm going to eat nothing but McDonald's for the next 100 days. But instead of eating everything they give me, I'm going to go ahead and cut the meals in half. Yeah, I'll be honest. When you say that you're uh, trying to lose weight and then you immediately after that say, so I went and hit up a McDonald's, a lot of people's reaction might be that's not probably going to be the way to get it done. But cutting the meals in half and doing it for 100 days, uh, many lost 60 pounds. Awesome. Uh, a different version of that um, McDonald's documentary can come out with this guy uh, where he shows the hack on how to, and that's all he ate for 100 days. Uh, one last one, salacious in nature. I saved some of these to the end of the show. I just don't know why I like this so much and why people are finding a word used uh, so funny. Uh, Dr. Jessica Steinrock is the name of the um, physician in this audio I'm about to play. I guess she's a, a doctor for the stars. Uh, she works on Hollywood uh, movies and whatnot, and she tries to help, well, male actors not have a certain thing happen uh, that might throw off a performance during an extra steamy scene, as she calls them. Here is what she said. One of the many reasons we use both a modesty garment and a barrier when filming spicy scenes is to make sure that if a vascular reaction does happen, <laughs> there's padded protection to make what sure now? that the scene partner never needs to feel anything. Uh, and you can ask for a break for whatever reason, and you never need to tell me why. Yeah, the Internet's pretty happy about the uh, vascular reaction uh, term used there to describe the thing that... I've um, got to start using that. <laughs> that actors might be worried about. And then I guess the other part, if the, the garments uh, that are provided don't help you, uh, then you can just sort of walk away and, and show up later to finish that Excuse scene me, off. I need a break. <laughs> I've had a vascular I'm, reaction. I'm thirsty. <laughs> uh, quick, quick, please, someone help us. Vascular reaction on set. We need to, yeah, some, it's something else, man. <laughs> quick, call the medic. <laughs> well, Dr. Jessica Steinrock is, is standing by. She's ready to. That's uh, an unfortunate uh, last name. <laughs> It is. It really is. All right. Will's got the news. I'll see you tomorrow.